We need to deconstruct this. I, this is going to be a therapy session. I don't think me. it needs to be. You understand that? It's fine. Um, but yeah, okay. Let's just let's launch and just start talking about it. Hello and welcome to the Oncast. My name is Dom. That's one half of the Oncast. I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about the highly anticipated and long-delayed No Time to Die, the new James Bond film starring Daniel Craig. Yes. And everyone else. Yes. Yes. So, it's finally here. Obviously, the last couple of episodes, we've been building up to it. We've done an episode on the Pierce Brosnan movies. We did an episode on the Daniel Craig movies. Um, I talked a lot. Yeah. Um, and, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to front-load this one, and I'm going to say... I'm going to steer this. Please do. I'm going to steer this and I'm going to I'm going to talk you through some things. Please do because yeah, I think I, I I'm yeah. We need to start with a little structure before we before we just go into word vomit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um I probably have less to say about it than you do. Uh not in a good way or a bad way, but just it's just how it is. <laughs> You've got a lot bigger passion for this than i do but so it's finally here yeah we're finally watching and seen no time to die correct it's been about 24 hours mm-hmm. uh, i don't know because my watch just says this is fine <laughs> yeah so i, I think uh, yeah, 24 hours ago we would have been what still in the cinema watching we it. were still in the cinema and then correct. yeah so we're out now we've had 24 hours to process it Mm-hmm. And before we get into what is probably going to be a very significant spoiler territory, yeah, we're going to have this, the most of this is going to be spoilers. Yes. I'm afraid we'll, we'll do our general thoughts, um, but yeah, we will go into spoilers fairly early on, and we'll also try and keep it under an hour. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> you're anyway, cr- you're right. fucking crazy if you think we're <laughs> so. First of all, tell me about the film. What is the plot of No Time to Die, James a Bond? <laughs> Without spoilings. Without spoiling it, what's the plot? Um, it's a James Bond movie. Yep. Sort of. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a movie starring a character, a main character whose name is James Bond. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and it features a lot of the returning cast members of the Daniel Craig movies, particularly the last three. So you've got, um, in particular, up front is um, uh, Leia Sido. Is it, yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah. Uh, playing Madeline Swan, who was the character who was introduced in the last movie. Um, Spectre, a lot of people didn't like that movie, but they introduced her. And a lot of this movie picks up a lot of plot threads from Spectre. Yeah. Which people may or may not like. Um, so it is very much a serialised film in that mm-hmm. sense. It does have a plot of its own that in that there's a villain with his own agenda and all that, but that is very, very much secondary to everything else. Yes. Um, so much so they, they shove that kind of stuff right to the very end of the movie and it is a long movie yeah. um, and it feels long uh, or it felt long to me. I mean, I've heard various different things saying, oh, the, the two and three quarters hours flies by and I'm like, well, maybe I was just very tired then. Because it didn't yeah. really for me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of agree a little bit on that. That was something. F- it, the, I was very into this film the whole way through it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I need to go again. Like, man. I need to go again because I and, I was struggling. I was struggled. It's I know it is a long film and there's a lot of anticipation going in there. But I went in with. It's here. It's finally time to watch it. Yeah. 
and I didn't have a lot of the sort of the luggage. Yeah, I have a so, lot. Of ba- I had a lot of baggage. Yeah, I had a lot of baggage, and it's like in the middle of the rest of your week, and you just like I rushed to get down there in the, yeah. in the pissing down rain down the motorway and all the rest of it. We're in the midst of a fuel crisis during both of us having some of the busiest times of our lives. Yeah, exactly. Day job wise. And not only that, this week as well, we also did the Green Knight. We did the Green Knight two days before. Yeah, so I feel like, and I wish that I could have switched off and and enjoyed it in the way that you did, but I was like sat there and I was like, I feel like I was in analytical mode. Yeah. I was watching it, thinking about what I thought about it rather than just watching it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So i want to go and watch it again but my my initial gut reaction as i walk out of it is that i didn't really like it really no okay um and it's not just the big thing yeah there's a big thing and there's obviously a massive spoiler out there and please for the love of god avoid spoilers for this movie because it really will ruin it yeah um and we will spend a lot of time talking about well, not a lot of time we'll spend some time talking about that <laughs> we'll spend time we'll spend time talking about that at the end but that's not my major issue with it um, there are other issues that I have with it. Yeah. And I feel like, again, I'm go- I'm more than willing to give it another shot. I feel like I might, maybe, maybe I wasn't in the right headspace. And these yeah. I should have watched it on a Saturday afternoon when I had a full night's sleep and I was a bit less of a, like, fucking hyped up and running purely on caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> like, caffeine and popcorn. Caffeine, popcorn. I literally, like, I was sat here working to the point when I'd go downstairs, shovel some food down my mouth, get in the car, drive to you. That yeah. was my day. I did, like, a 12-hour day work-wise. Yeah wasn't the best environment to be watching a two and three quarter hour Bond the movie. Combination really. of fifteen no, years. Exactly. Ago. And all this yeah, all the build up and everything we said about in the in the Craig movies and how much and how attached I am to them. It probably wasn't the best way to watch it. But just knee jerk reaction. As it was happening, there were things I was like, that just doesn't seem right. It just didn't sit right with me. I think it was just it didn't feel like a Bond movie. See that's kind of where it got me was that there are parts of it that feel very much like yeah. a James Bond I think, movie. I think what it is is that because it is that long, what they've ended up doing is they've kind of crammed in like two or three movies worth of stuff yeah. into one movie. And it's like, like there's a whole sequence. And I, yeah, well, really, That's really... what I find the legacy of Spectre has had here. Spectre and No Time to Die should have been three films. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Not yeah. two. There should have been three. Like because the... there's a whole, that as we were saying, there's the back end of Spectre. Mm. And a large, and probably the first part of this film, yeah, could have been one entire could have been a film. movie. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, because there's a whole front-loaded piece of this where there are certain, like, even to a point where it it's a separate film that has its own supporting characters and mm-hmm. like, and it has its own locations, and it's a completely little separate film. Mm-hmm. And then there comes a point when it's okay. I'm not spoiling it. It's when Lon- Bond turns back up in London. Yeah. From that point onwards, you're in a different film. And it's like, right, well, I've just spent the first hour of this and it's been enjoyable. Even the the pre-title sequence has two elements to it, which has never been done before. Yeah. There's two pre-title sequences and it goes on. It must be at least half an hour almost yeah. of just stuff before the title sequence. And yeah, it's just, it's all over the place. It's, it, it felt a bit disconnected. It just felt a bit, I don't know. I like it. It was, it's brilliantly well done. It's brilliantly well acted. The action scenes are all great. Mm. I think the problem I have with the action scenes, the action scenes really did suffer from the trailers. Massively for me. Yeah. Because I, it's not so much the scenes themselves. The scenes are great. But it's the fact that I feel like I saw a lot of the crescendo moments of those mm. scenes I've seen. Yeah. So I knew that when he gets on the motorbike, I know he's going to jump up that 
thing. Yeah. I knew that when they're like, here come all the, uh, like they're building this really tense moment where they, they're getting chased and then a bunch of Land Rovers turn up. Yeah. And I know there's going to be a moment when he's in the woods and one of them flips over and he shoots at it. Yeah. saw it in the trailer. That when they get on the plane, I know that him and 007 are going to get in the little switch plane thing and yeah. jump out the back of it. So I literally know how each one of those scenes is going to end before it even starts. Yeah. And that is the fault of well, it's not there's no one's fault. It's the fact that they had to, they probably put out more footage than they probably originally wanted to. Yeah, and it, and we've sat with that footage and seen that footage so many times over the last year and a half that this this the campaign for this movie started a year and a half ago. Yeah, the marketing campaign. So now you it's like there are images that are like just ingrained into your head from seeing it on you know bloody every trailer every time you go to the cinema or whatever. Well, that's the thing. It was Free Guy, No Time to Die, and Top Gun. Yeah. Constantly. Were the three trailers that we constantly saw, but even like, you know, there's one, and it's not a spoiler because it's in, yeah, it's in all the trailers. Everyone knows that he's gonna get in the DB5. He's gonna pull the machine guns out, and and it, and if I hadn't known that, yeah, like compare that to the moment in Skyfall when that happens. Yeah, we didn't know that was gonna happen. No. It was such a massive crowd pleasing, like, oh shit, oh my god, he's got the machine guns. We didn't know it was gonna happen. I didn't have any of those moments in this really because yeah. I, I knew them. There was one right towards the very end. There was one where he has. There's a wanna, which is fucking yes. epic. That is epic, and that's exact. That's awesome. But like at that point, I'm two and a half hours in. And I'm knackered. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah, I very much. <clears throat> so to go back to the, the, the sort of the, the point, there's there's a bad guy with mm-hmm. a with a device. Yeah, there's, there's a, a, he's a, got a super weapon. It goes back to the old school James yeah. Bond esque. Somebody's got a super weapon. He's this megalomaniacal that, villain. With a disfigurement yeah. that's got a connection to somebody that they're close with. And just to bring in a little bit of extra um, stuff that you might not be aware of as well, is that he's even... They pepper in quite a lot of stuff from from Bond books into right. this. Right, okay. In particular, Live and Let Die. Right. So in Live and Let Die, Bond goes after Blofeld off the back of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Which is where Bond gets married and Blofeld kills his wife. Yes. He goes after him in, in Live and Let Die on like a suicide mission. Yeah. Um, and he goes to, and Blofeld is hiding out on this island that is between disputed waters between Japan and China. Right. And is known as the Poison Island, which okay. has got all this poison in it. Which is exactly... And I was, when I was, when they were doing that, which they yeah. do, do in this movie, I was like, okay, it's Live and Let Die. They're doing a bit of Live and Let Die. Okay, cool. Because Live and Let Die was an intro... It's the... Sorry, not Live and Let Die. You Only Live Twice. You right. only live twice is what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, you you only live twice is like yeah, that's it. Uh, but we'll talk more about the plot elements and stuff that they take from that later. Um, but like yeah, I enjoyed the. It was like for me this first viewing of it anyway was like less than some of its parts, and it was just like really yeah. I don't know. I was just I wasn't in it. I don't know what I like. Again, I feel like that speaks more to my frame of mind and stuff. Yeah. Um, because if you as a non-bond fan just went along with it. But that's really what I should have been. Yeah, and I think it's like I I like James Bond, but I don't have the same connection to it. Like, no. like Brosnan was very much like a Bond thing for me, and then like I said before, like the Craig is felt very different. Yeah, like he's great, and having gone back and done this rewatch, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, but it doesn't hold the same loyalty or love or care that like the Brosnan and before held yeah. in the same way. So. Seeing this in being this culmination of five films, yeah, I really enjoyed it from the start. You're like, right, okay, I get what's happening here. 
oh, they're doing something, they're doing different filmmaking techniques oh, yeah. that they've not done in Bond films before. And I'd go as far to say that this is probably my favourite Craig Bond film. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Okay. I really need to go and watch this again. I because, <laughs> And that's the thing. Like, I'm not discrediting anything that you've got to no, say no, whatsoever. No, no. But what I'm saying is that I watched this and I was like, they are making, they are doing definitively Bond, like James Bond, like we've spoken about it in the past, but like the codes and conventions that you get with certain films mm. is like, uh, is either like a visual language or a structural format that you can associate to a certain film genre or group. And then, but the conventions that they've done within James Bond, they've loosely peppered these in. Yeah. And then you're like, right, this is making it a Bond film. Like, he's gone rogue. He doesn't trust who he works with anymore. He's a bit pissed off. He's gone off on his own. He's driving around in a British thing. He's done. He's gone off into the Bahamas. He's Jamaica. Yeah. And, right, there's so much in it that's like, that leans into the heritage of Bond, but not to the stage that it's like, die another day. No, is that, and that's kind of, I think that's maybe that was something that I struggle with is that. I went in expecting it to be this, yeah, to be that, like an ex, uh, a celebration of all of Bond's, everything yeah. Bond, in the same way that things like Skyfall did it perfectly, I think. It yeah. was a case of, it had callbacks, but they weren't like over the top. Like, the, yeah, the DB5 is a perfect example of yeah. it. I thought that's what this was going to be, but it's so different as a Bond movie. And I think a lot of it is, that the reason I say it's so different is that although all the trappings and stuff are there, like, you know, the... Yes, he wears a tux. Yes, he orders a martini. All, all that shit. Him as a character is wildly different. And I liked that. Okay. I liked that. Yeah. I liked that there was... That he had personality. Yeah, he did. But like... He's just, got it, like quite a lot of personality. Yeah. And like someone will say something and you're just like... You can see him like laugh to himself and being like okay like yeah i'm just, just gonna like, go with this he was i don't know he just felt like it felt like he, he's like daniel craig has ascended to a point now where he's not even playing james bond anymore he's just daniel craig that's what it felt like in this one it felt like he, he didn't bear enough relation to me to the guy he was in the last four movies yeah he started like he was sort of pissy and quippy and like sarcastic and just like, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I don't know who this guy yeah. is. Like, it felt, and again, I, I come back to that Last Jedi thing, is that I kind of understand how people felt with really? Luke Skywalker, where it's like, that's not my Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But the difference is it was 30 years difference. Yeah. Whereas this is like five. Yeah. And even within the, that's another thing they do in this movie, and this is a very, very minor spoiler. There's a time jump. Yeah. Which has never happened in the Bond movie before. No. And I think, but I think what it is going to be now is that I... I realise why that is the case, mm. having seen the whole movie now. And seeing, going back and watching it again, I think I'll understand, why, now that I know where they're going, Yeah, I'll appreciate it. But at the time, I'm like, there are things happening where it's just like, this just doesn't feel right. Like, the the scene that he has with M, for example, is a prime example of it. Mm. It's like, he's in there and he's taking the piss out of M. And like, and he's telling M off. Yeah. No. Just, but that's, that's but, just, oh, but, I bristle against that. I'm like, no, that's wrong. It's wrong. No, don't. No, that's not right. And he's good. But like the way he's doing it, like where he, like M goes to pour another drink. He's like, my God, you're thirsty today. And like, why is Bond like a little bitch now? Like, like bitching at his boss about it. what the fuck is this? Who are you? I, I liked that because it's like, uh, like mild spoilers. Like it's it's 
you know, obviously you can see that the Sean Lynch is the new 007. Yeah. So there's an inclination, there's the, the implication that he's not part of MI6. Anymore. Yeah, he's retired. Yeah, no, he's like, retired. Yeah. And I like that he's like, he's dropped all that nonsense now. And that he can be like, you know what? You guys fucked up. You've seriously fucked up. Yeah. You've absolutely fucking roiled this whole situation. I was off in Jamaica just getting wrecked every night and having a fucking great time. You but you guys up, yeah. have fucked the whole thing yeah. up and now I've got to come back. Yeah. No, I, yeah. And I that's get, the thing. It. And he's yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake. And now you're drinking as well. Like You can see that he doesn't have the same level of respect that he had for Judy Dench's M no. that he does for Mallory to the point that he keeps calling him Mallory. Not stops M. calling him M. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. And like, I, yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm going to go back and revisit it. And I think part of it is that I, re- I think doing the rewatch and stuff might have hurt it for me yeah. because I'm, I'm so used to yeah. it being what and like and this is what I wanted I, to and, see and, yeah. from those I wanted it to be a little bit more I didn't want him just to be this like steely eyed murder machine that's running through walls and just fucking killing everybody yeah, that's what like, I want <laughs> and that's what you wanted that's kind but of like, what I wanted like, I, what I wanted him was to be the he feels more human in this he feels a lot more human yeah. he feels a lot more down to earth like he feels like he can get hurt like you can see him I feel yeah like he's having conversations with people and you're like like you know when a situation's going south and he's just trying to be a mate or just trying to be a nicer person or trying to be the positive guy out and you're like yeah it felt a little bit more, it felt to me so much more that he was like in the Bond suit, like in the skin of Bond and was like encapsulating Bond. Now, see, whereas he's... before it felt like he was trying to be James Bond and now it's like it's molded to fit him rather than him trying to fit the mold. See, I feel like now it's like in, in retrospect, looking back at the whole series, it's like Skyfall and Spectre were like when he, that was when he was James Bond. And yeah. like no time did I was like he's a guy who used to be James Bond and now he's retired yeah and he's being forced back to being James Bond again I'll tell you what I think the closest thing I can compare like the, the version of Bond this is like his character in this is, is like he's like Peter B. Parker mm. he's like yeah I've done it before yeah there's always a whatever key a bypass key or whatever key I just call it a goober yeah. like he's that he's like he's done it so many times and he's got this disdain for the whole thing like there's a moment yeah. where he just talks again he's talking to him and he just goes yeah, and he wants to take over the whole world. That old, that old story again. He goes, oh, that old story, yeah. And it's like, right, I get that you've done it a million times, but can you give a little bit of a shit? Can you yeah. just pretend to give like a little bit of a shit about yeah. your duty and like and what you're meant to be as a hero? Yeah, but Rather, we had four films. I know we did. I know we did. Like... And I'm just, I'm bit, and like you can't just keep making the same thing over and over again. I get mm. that. So I know I'm being, yeah, I'm being difficult. Like, that's, I'm not saying that this film is flawless because there no. are things that happen within it that I was like, like, that's yeah. a hard turn. Oh, yeah. And like, there are things that happen in it that are, there's a lot of things that happen in this that are dramatically different to what you would expect from a Bond film. Oh, fuck yeah. But I don't think that all of them negatively affect the film. No. I, but then the, there I'm, are others that do. Yeah. See, I think... Yeah, it's what I'm bristling against is how different it is, and I think the again yeah. in terms of a Bond movie, I think the only one I can really compare it to is On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. Um, which, but the difference with that is, from my point of view anyway, as a fan who's obviously come to them later, yeah, is that you go into On Her Majesty's Secret Service knowing that this is the weird one. Yeah. This is the one. It's the only one with George Lazenby. It's the yeah. one where he gets married, and then you know, huh, that was weird, and then you put the next one in. Yeah. Whereas with this, it's like. 
oh fuck and it's such a diversion it's so different and so there's all this when when things are they were in on a magic secret service there's a long drawn out sequence where bond's picking a ring and he's getting married and all yeah. that and you just like if that was happening it was like this is wrong this is so fucking wrong this shouldn't be yeah. happening no no bond is <laughs> he doesn't get married <laughs> He doesn't have children. He goes from place to place. He gets the job done. And if he needs to shag someone on the way, he gets it done. And in in, in Daniel Craig movies, he shags someone usually as a means to an end. It's like he get he finds information out. Why did he shag um, Monica Bellucci? So he could find out where the spectre meet was happening. Yeah. Why did he shag the woman in Skyfall? So that he could find out where Javier Bardem was. He it's a means to an end. And then and then he doesn't get tied down by things because the job is the important thing. He's about the job. Yeah, and that like it. This is just so fundamentally different, and his personality mm. is so different, and everything about him is just so different that it just makes me go, "No, oh, I don't like it." But I get it. I get it. But Bond grew up, and I wasn't. I'm not. Okay, <laughs> I'm not okay with Bond growing up. Bond's meant to be the one who says it's okay not to grow up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but there's. I think this is, and the the one thing that I would say about that is that. This is, I think this is giving Daniel Craig permission yeah. to walk away. Yeah, I totally get and why. everything that happens in this is an allowance of him being able to have that whole, like you said, like you were saying before, like this is the first time that they've gone in knowing that this is going to be his last, his last movie. Yeah. His last movie. So it's allowing like a bookend and like a serious set yeah. of character progression within. Oh yeah, big time within it and you yeah. go right this this is a man that understands certain things in a certain way and does things in a certain way but now he's like five years on like he's had his heart broken twice he's done like like serious heartbreak yeah but again yeah he's had all these things happen to him like all this stuff keeps happening and he's like i'm just gonna remove myself from the equation like he did before mm-hmm. but he was forced back and that it happens again, and that's why he's so fucking pissed off with them because he's like, "You've fucking done it again." Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm fucking retired, mate. Like, yeah. I'm just, just, I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. But you fucking bring me back anyway. Yeah. I got. Yeah. Maybe I just need to get on board with that attitude more. But like, I maybe like from my it's per- the bond being yeah. sick of it rather than yeah. being like, "Yes, sir." And I then- just think I want him to be back on the. I want right. I understand the world's at peril. You need me. I'm back. Yeah, like, that's what I wanted. It's, Suit well, up, it's, Bond. It, well, it's, it's time to it's save Skyfall. the world. Skyfall was the perfect example of it. He goes, when the, the, the world needs us, and he turns up, and he's not particularly happy about it, but he goes, 007 reporting for duty, and has a drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's and then what then 007 reports for duty, and has a drink, and then, uh, you know, the the one person in his life that resembled a maternal figure gets killed. Yeah. The, the other person that resembles a father figure gets shot. No. Finny? Or Kincaid. Yeah, looking K's all right. Is he all right? He's all right, but Albert Finney's dead. So well, exactly. <laughs> what you gonna do? Yeah, but like he's fucking lost everything. Like yeah, he's got he hasn't got Vesper because he was trying to do everything. So he's like, right, I'm just gonna withdraw into this. Oh no, it can't do that. And I mean, it's like, just yeah. there's these four films that have all happened together. The yeah. bollocking that he gets in Quantum because he just used Gemma Arterton's character yeah. Strawberry Field. Uh, he just fucking used it and she just got binned off really summarily and then he just kicks the fuck out of a bunch of people he works with and just carries on because he's like, nope, I've got a fucking job to do. Yeah, Bond. And now he's like, <laughs> "That's what I want. I've been doing this for fucking so long now. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Yeah. Like, 
I am done. Enough is enough. Like, yeah. let me move on. And it, no one will. No. And it's through no fault of his. It's not fucking Blofeld coming back and going after him. No. It is a, a it, you know, in certain but, parts you might think so. Yeah. And again, and like, again, Blofeld comes back. But that, that's another example of something. But it's not that, his, it's not James's impetus that's made this happen. Yeah. It's everybody else's. Yeah. And it's the fact that he's just like, I just want to be away from you all. The Um, one thing that I had, you took away from me. The other thing that I had, you took away from me. Yeah. Like, so I think we should start getting into spoilers. I think I would say that this is a very, very, very different. Like you say, this is a very different James Bond film. This is the film that's taken the previous five, four, four, four. And has grown up from them. It's taken a lot of lessons from those mm. and has woven them together in a way that you can go, right, mm. I get it. Yeah. And it's not going to sit right with everyone. I know no. that it's not going to sit well, right the, with everyone. There are certain things that they do that I, where I feel like they haven't learned their lessons from the last one, in particular when it comes to the villain. I feel like they yes. they repeat a lot of... The, the issue that there was with Spectre um, in terms of the villain is that there was a lot of build-up and then when you finally get to him, it was a bit of a letdown. And I feel like that kind of does happen again here, yeah. unfortunately, uh, which is a shame. I feel they spent more time with him. Um, so it, they're not... Yeah, that much as they have learned and they're, they're picking things up, it's not all, um, it's not all gravy. Um, yeah, there was... Um talking to my girlfriend on the way home from the cinema last night and she did say i didn't really get a lot of his plan neither did i i don't know i still don't understand what that is that's part of why i want to go back i know there was a yeah we'll get into it in spoilers we'll get into it in spoilers but Um, it's um, i still yeah it's what the plan the villain's plan is kind of one of the biggest things that again traditional bond movies the villain's plan is the plot that's the point that's what differentiates them from film to film Bond doesn't change really. He doesn't grow much as a character. No. But what what's different and unique about them each time is that there's a different Bond villain who has a different plan yeah. to destroy the world, and Bond has to stop it. But in these films, they they really take a back seat. Those villain plans, mm-hmm. and then the ones when they don't, the ones when they're front and center, i.e., um, Casino Royale and Skyfall, are the better ones. Yeah, I think. I mean, maybe this will like I say on repeat viewings, I'll probably I will suffer. I will like this more probably, but. The what? Yeah, both this and Spectre is the villain is just some plot device in the background for like ninety yeah. percent of the runtime, and then they go, "Oh shit, we haven't done a villain." Um, fuck right, get him in, and then they randomly just insert him in the end, yeah, and get him to exposit some stuff. But it's all just in the service. This is like a bit of MacGuffin. Yeah, it's like really, it's like that whole you know, you should meet the villain or the inciting incident at the beginning of it. Yeah, should have something to do with it, like you know, tomorrow never dies or fucking Goldeneye even. Yeah. Um, so that's what's missing and I, yeah I was a bit disappointed by that um, even though they do introduce him in the beginning of this movie I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. yeah anyway uh, definitely go and see it don't read any spoilers no fucking see it as soon go as you can go and see it go and see it as soon as you can and then maybe see it twice I think maybe yeah I think once you realise I don't think I'm going to see it again no no I don't think I need to but mm, I definitely need to I think you do need to um, it yeah, I when you now now I know what it is, I can get it. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, let's do spoilers because I need to we need to talk about this. Yeah, let's spoily spoily spoiler me so, spoiler me. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! 
So, what do we want to talk about first? So, I think, yeah, like I say, my biggest issue with it is the characterization of Bond throughout because he's he's either very emotional or mm. he's pissy. Yeah. Um, and neither of which feel like Bond to me. And that's part of the issue. But then the other thing with it is that the way the film is structured, like, it's like there's a little mini Bond film up front yeah. with Felix and um, Anna Diarmas' character. Yeah. In Cuba, which is really cool, great supporting cast. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's like one of the best. She's awesome. She's in it for a minute. She's an absolute ray of sunshine in this. She's excellent. She's, she's so funny. Yeah, she's so charismatic. She absolutely steals. The I show. love. I love the the juxtaposition of like because the way she obviously there's no getting around the fact that she looks absolutely stunning. Yeah, she's ridiculous that woman, and like, and they know that, and they put her. In they this address amazing, it as well. Yeah, they put it at her in this amazing dress. But I love the fact that like her personality and stuff is so completely counter to it. She's this like wide-eyed. I've done three weeks of training. She's really excited to be yeah. there. I would have loved to have seen a whole movie with her teaming up with Bond. Yeah, Bond's like cynical. He's done it all before. He's a bit. Ugh. And there's this young girl from the CIA who's just really excited to be there. Yeah, and that would have been a great dynamic. And that would have been a great little movie. And you yeah. have Felix in it. and all, Brilliant. That's a little Bond movie. But they didn't do that. They did a little bit of that. And then fucked off and did another movie afterwards. Yeah. It's like, right, well, pick one. Yeah. I'd rather, rather than do one half-arsed, just pick one. It felt a bit Jinx. Like, it felt like a really like watered-down version of Jinx. A little bit. Because it's like, she's this super capable, amazing agent. She's beautiful. She's really capable. She's deadly. She's an absolute weapon. Yeah. She's funny. She's really charismatic. All this stuff in there is brilliant. But then they just go, oh yeah, and now she's just going to go through that door. Yeah. Because we got, haven't got time. We've got more shit to do. Because we haven't got time. So it still sticks to my sort of three yeah. films. Yeah, exactly. Like this you know? was, Yeah, this should have been a, a follow-up. Yeah, he's tra- chasing down Spectre in, in South America or whatever. And therefore Felix gets involved. Yeah. I or, mean, almost all of the stuff is there. To make it into this sort of like, but they they feel they could yeah they could have done this whole thing where it's like Bond's howling out the Bahamas, he's given up on MI6, mm. and then Felix turns up and tries to recruit because that is what happens. Felix Leiter turns up, played by Jeffrey Wright. We haven't seen him since Quantum of Solace, mm. and now he's come back, which is a great little callback to the early part of the franchise. Um, and he says, yeah, basically MI6 aren't pursuing this, or they're not talking to us about what they're doing. So I'm coming to you directly because I know yeah. you're the only man for the job. It's like that, and it's that sort of took me back to um, like the international relations that they had in was it um, Quantum probably. Uh, yeah, it was Quantum when they were like, "Oh yeah, he said that he didn't know anything about it. He said, "Oh, we're not actively looking at." Oh, we're not looking and at, like, at this time. And yeah. they're like, "Oh, well, they're not looking at it." And she's like, "They put me through to the head of." Like yeah, obviously they're looking at it. Yeah, I look, yeah that stuff. Like yeah, I kind of wanted that as a movie. I would have. I think that would have been interesting to have it be yeah. like right. It's going to be like set in South America. It's going to be set in Cuba, like which is like all politically charged. And there's like MI6 have sent the new 007 yeah. after him. They've got a different agenda, and it's not necessarily aligned with the what is the right thing to do. And yeah. the art, and Bond is there in the middle, mucking things up. And then at some point they're going to come to a head between him and the yeah. 007 that would have been again completely new and different yeah but it would have been a really interesting little you know a bond movie but they didn't do that they did they did half of that and then ejected it halfway through and went off and did mm. something else even to a point where that movie has its own villain 
in the yeah. like the the American guy Billy, whatever his name is, Logan Ash. Yeah, has his own villain who then Bond then kills later on in the movie. Yeah, and it's like it's just that is a self contained movie that you've inserted in the middle of this other. And movie. he was a great character. He was as yeah, well. he was pretty like, good. Yeah, I really liked. So that's so going back to what I was saying about like these these sort of the conventional aspects of a Bond film. Like these had it had the like the mini adventure where they go off and do one thing and they're like right well off to Cuba finished in Cuba and now back to London that's great now let's go off to Japan or and like yeah. it felt like this globe trotting adventure and things happened along the way and the stakes were raised and drama was had and there's a big plot and they've got a jet set all around to save everyone and it does feel a little bit disjointed but then so many of them do because yeah, you know like, there are so when you're like oh right we're in i don't know like it feels a lot more difficult to do that now especially with the way that like films are made it's like oh you got a tax break in new zealand so you have to film it in just in new zealand yeah and like you've got a tax break in so and so so you have to film it so 25% of the film has to be set in china or it's going to be on the back lore. It's going to be shot on a volume. Whereas it like with this one, it felt different. It felt like this is in London. This is in Cuba. This is in the South China Seas, or yeah. you know wherever it is. Like it, everything felt different. Yeah, everything felt like it was this grand world tour of like the world was at stake because Did, of it. Yeah. I don't know. They, and well, I felt it, like the world was. Then that's something we need to talk about because I don't get what the plot of the villain was. Yeah. Still. So essentially, basically, the the plot was that they've got this, they've got this programmable. It's like a, it's a DNA targeting virus where you yeah. can load in someone's DNA and therefore they are the only person who will be infected by this virus yeah. that literally kills them on contact. Yeah. So you can, and it's like processed with nanites. Why I don't know why it had to have nanobots involved in it. Well, the same yeah. thing was this smart blood. It's the well, same when they had smart blood. I guess in whatever so. one. It I was. guess on that basis, it kind of does make sense that you would. Yeah. That's the next logical step for it. It's like, yeah. well, what if you used it as a delivery mechanism for, to kill people? Yeah. And like, and the the impetus behind it was that it's like, right, well, we can target it down to an individual's DNA, so it's completely yeah. harmless to everybody. And apart from that one individual, and therefore there is no such thing as collateral damage anymore. We only kill the target we want to kill. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get that. And then, but then the idea is that the bad guys get hold of it, yeah. and then I think he wants to just infect millions of people. No, well, he's selling it to the highest bidder. Yeah, and he's like, so like because the Russian guy, the Russian doctor, sort of explains it. And he's like, you you don't know what you're doing. Like I can wipe out entire races with this. Like I just need to program it, and an entire race is gone. Like he's like, you don't know what you're doing. Like, and that's basically it. Like, they got people that are going to come in. He can buy it, so it'll be like a neo-Nazi group. Yeah, you know, will come in and buy it, or you know, some sort of racist group. And it's yeah, it's basically framed around that. And it's okay. just very loosely. The bit that annoyed me about that whole thing is that it's is his possession of um, Madeline. Madeline. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I saved you, so therefore I own you. Yeah, and it was just that was just that one line, and it was just like no, that's what it is. Yeah, and now and then it became this like ironclad. Well, I think I think that there was a certain logic to it in that is the idea that he saved once you save someone's life, that becomes like everything they do for the mm. rest of their life is because of you. I can understand from a deranged like lunatic's point of view that would, that would make sense, but again, they didn't give it enough time. No, they didn't give it. They no, I completely agree. They should have again if they just they 
if they just picked one of these lanes and just jettisoned all that stuff at the beginning, yeah. like much as I really enjoyed all that stuff, and it was great seeing Felix again um, and his the, what happens to Felix. So again, we're in spoiler territory now. So Felix dies, yeah, and it is brutal and and not, yeah. and like they you do feel there's a real camaraderie between him and Bond, yeah, and you remember seeing them together as like bright eyed, bushy tails back in Casino Royale, yeah. It's like ah. And here they go, these two old men, and like he just you two old men complaining at a yeah, bar. Yeah, like, you got you got to leave me, man. You got to go. And it's like just get it done, or it's yeah. like it, it, it's a life worth living, or something. He says, "Yeah, find a life worth living." Yeah, but it was it was there, there was a point that I was like, "Oh, Felix is gonna die." Yeah, when he's like, "Well, I want to go back to my family and say that I'd save the world one more time." Exactly. And I'm like, but, "Felix is dead." Yeah, exactly. You're like, yeah, it, did, it definitely felt like that, didn't it? Um, but yeah, if they hadn't spent so much time doing all that stuff, they could have developed Safin and what the fuck he was all on about mm-hmm. a lot more. But they just, that was, again, it was like an afterthought. They just threw in, oh shit, we better yeah. have a villain. But and that, that's, for, for all the things to suffer in this film, that's the thing that can, that's suffer, the thing that can suffer. I guess so. And I mean, they try, so the opening scene is really effective. Yeah. I will say that because there's a weird... So the, the opening of this movie is in two halves, really. Yeah. You get an opening sequence where it's this person coming to Madeline's house when she's a child mm. and killing her mother. And it's it's the story that she told Inspector yeah. about there's, there was a gun kept underneath the sink with the bleach and my dad, my father told me one day a man came to our house and, she, and you see that play out. And it turns out it's this Safin character. Yeah. Um. And again, we understand that he's there for revenge because Spectre killed his whole family. Yeah. Because and then Spectre killed his whole family because Blofeld wanted the island. Yeah. And he wanted to be able to control this, all this poison shit. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and because they, um, I think they got greedy. So the dad, who mm. was, was basically involved in Spectre, mm. um, did something. And because Blofeld wanted the island and because he wanted to be in control of all this stuff, he then killed them. Hmm. But he killed them in a very painful, horrible way with dioxys poison, hmm. which then comfor- caused yeah, the deformity and stuff like that. So it's like, it's, it's really effective. But one thing that I really, really got annoyed with was the touch the touch you poison like as soon as you touch someone then that's infected you can't do anything about it they they lean on that so much yeah and even for a film that's not far off of three hours they keep leaning into it really having they're like don't touch him oh you can't yeah. touch him but just one touch and it's a touch and but it's a touch you and understand touch and touch. why when they get to the end though and you do but it's yeah. it's so heavily foreshadowed I think the reason it's so heavily foreshadowed is because there's so much going on that you have yeah. to be reminded of that otherwise you will forget because there is so yeah. fucking much there's so many characters and so much so many balls being juggled that they have to really the stuff that's important to the climax yeah you have to fucking nail um but yeah, I mean, and you got um, all the supporting cast are all back, and they're all great. You know, uh, Ben Whishaw's brilliant, and there's a little. I like. I like. There was a little line about how there was a guy coming around to see yeah. him, and he was having a date, and there was like literally blinking. You miss it, but like, yes, Q is a gay man. I'm like, that's cool. Okay, at least they made. At yeah. least there's something. I know it's not great. They canonized it. Yeah. I was... Um. And yeah, he's funny and brilliant, and uh, I keep forgetting her first name, Lynch. Lashana. Lashana Lynch is awesome. She's going to get a lot of hate. She's going to get a lot of backlash. But I don't fucking get... She's brilliant. She's fucking She's brilliant. 
again, I wish that I hadn't seen as much of her kicking ass in the trailers because the two big things is like when she shoots the um, what's it, the uh, transformer in the middle mm. of the street. We saw that, and then the big like kick. See, I didn't remember that. No, see, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't remember both of those. Maybe it's because because I've I don't know I've seen that trailer so many times. Like, I saw, I knew that was going to happen. I knew when they did the kick. I knew there was a scene with her and Bond like creeping around with the two guns. Yeah. I knew that was going to happen. Um, yeah, and it's just like oh, fuck. I wish I hadn't seen all that. Yeah, and when I. When I revisit it in months to come, when it comes out on Blu-ray and stuff, I, all those it will be out of my Still head. Still, out to. Pre-order. I've already pre-ordered it. I pre-ordered <laughs> it before the saw the movie, didn't I? <laughs> Fuck's sake! Um, but what, that's that's one of my other sort of creeping issues with this film is that for a film that starts to make starts to be able to sort of wave a flag and be like, you, you know, fuck off, we are doing this, we yeah. are making it a female black. Yeah. 007. If you don't like it, fuck off. And she then they keep taking the piss out of it. Yeah. And yeah, you're like, I'll... right, that's that's where there's a problem here. Because yeah, if well... you're going to... is it's She comes across as she's really confident and really like knows what she's doing and yeah. she's really tough and she's 007. But then he'll she'll say something to him and then he'll just throw it back. And you're like... Like, give it a minute where he can be like... You know, where he can accept that she's his equal yeah, or could be his equal. Well, I think there are, they do have a couple of moments like that. The fact that he, what happens at the end where he entrusts the, them to her. Mm. So I need you to look after them, get them, get them yeah. out of here. And he says, thank you, 007. Yeah. That's the moment, isn't it? And it's taking, yeah, it does take a long time to get there. But yeah. It takes a long time to get there, but it's just, there's a couple. There's a there's couple like, of I think there's yeah. like one, maybe two too many times where yeah. I'm a bit like, I feel like stop undercutting her yeah. so much. I feel like they could have, they could, they should have done the 007 reveal better. Like they, it just, it felt like a very clunky bit of dialogue where she just went, "I'm not just any 00, I'm 007." It's mm. like, I think, but they basically should have just had the two of them walking through the office together, and then someone comes up to give 007 a file, yeah, and they both go for it, and they go, "The fuck? Oh, didn't you know? Oh, I bet you thought they retired, didn't you? Uh, no, yeah. I'm 007." And then, then he has that moment of, yeah. oh, fuck, she's not just any double O. <laughs> like, yeah. He... And again, it's that point where you have to be overt for certain audiences. Like, yeah. And that's not me being critical of those audiences, but it's just, yeah, some people aren't naturally going to pick up on as many things as others. Yeah. And then he just goes, um, yeah, it's only a number. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. That. And I, I remember saying that way back. And I was like, I, expect, I expected that to be in a trailer for someone yeah. to go, come in 007, and then LaTange Le- Le- Lynch walks in. Uh, but they didn't do that. It's like it's weird the things they chose not to show. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's something they probably should have shown because they would have got people used to the idea and then save some of those bigger action moments for the movie so they actually have a bit more of an impact. Yeah. But at the same time, you've got to sell your movie and you've got to keep interest, well, exactly. you've got to keep interest up for over a much longer period than they were expecting. Yeah. So it's not their fault. I get it. Um, no. And I do get it. And it's it's just yeah. I think all in all. Before we get to the two major, major things. Yeah. I do think that having seen basically everybody die and then him get betrayed or betrayed mm. by uh, Madeline um, at the start is really, really effective. It is. And I it's, it's I... so such a powerful moment. Yeah. That you go right. This is this is going to see from him falling in love with someone in Casino Royale and being betrayed. Mm. Quantum of Solace. He leads someone on. She dies. Then it, all the other things. Then what else happens with um, 
Olga Kodienko with her character sort of growth in that as well. Mm-hmm. And then you get into Skyfall and then you get into Spectre and that's when you, you're introduced to Madeline and you start to see the formation there. The chemistry really works and she just do doesn't... Think- she, I do think that there's chemistry there because I think that she's a really good foil for him because I yeah, think see, that I think, she's me, she like, can mm-hmm. she can cut through all that bullshit that he's got because yeah. he's so full of shit sometimes and you just like and you can see that again like saying what we've done like you can see that it's so good throughout that you look back and you're like he is so full of shit that he's just like I passed you didn't you got 40 or 70 yeah. or whatever it was yeah and then he's doing the pull-ups and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that a bit later. Yeah, okay. And then he just collapses. Yeah. And then he doesn't know what he's talking about with the drink. And he's like, oh, that would... Like, still, he's so full of shit. Yeah. And I that she's the person that can cut through it in, same, in the same or way that Vesper, that Vesper could. But yeah. Vesper would call him out on it, whereas Madeline doesn't. She just, she just understands and accepts it and will confront him, but not overtly. Like, she's the person that can say... You need to do this. Hmm. You need to say goodbye to Vesper. You need to let me in. Yeah, I like the idea that, like, and yeah, it's the fact that she is a psychologist, and they they do get into that. The fact that mm. like she's a psychologist whose father was an assassin, and that, like you get the idea that she went down that route because she wants us to understand how people could be that way. Yeah, and like okay, I get that that bond would end up like that. I just for whatever reason they just don't have the same. Those two actors, and they're both great actors. They yeah. just don't quite spark in the same way. They're like him and Eva Green. Mm. was just a, the minute they sat down like it's never yeah, been quite yeah. the same and I know that's kind of the point but I feel like for the for the story that they ended up telling with Madeline it should have been that good it yeah. should have been that sharp yeah um, I, I like that though there. because it, it goes to show that there's you know there's you know pull the curtain back like when you look at like great big relationships in your life mm. and you realise that the people that you fall in love with, some people are very outgoing and very gregarious and very bold and very, uh, very loud and livacious. Whereas other people are a lot quieter and a lot more withdrawn. And that's, Mm. you love them in different ways, you know, and you understand that there's different characteristics that you can cut through with that. And having seen that, you know, when you, you sort of get to see James fall in love with a different type of person, yeah, and that that you, I, I still, I see that there's the 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 love is there in it, like it's sort of you sort of understand that she gets him and he gets her, and that they sort of support one another in a different way. Like she's not involved in his stuff, but she wants to be there for him, and he wants to be there for her, and like they've got this, um, they've both got this hidden trauma. Yeah. Whereas Vesper. And him, their personalities just ignited immediately. Hmm. You know, there were two chemical compounds. That as soon as they came together, there was a spark. Yeah, that's I kind of yeah, that, you know, it's different. I get it, but like I don't, know. I can't relate to that because I don't love anyone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you love me. I love fictional and characters, and then fictional characters. James Bond. Yeah. And like, Star Wars and neither of those things are ever going to do anything different to upset you. No, but like, but yeah, he's not. No. Bond has yeah occasionally he gets he falls in love but then one of two things happens either they betray him and then he gets all cold and fucking angry about it or they get killed and he gets all cold and fucking angry about it mm-hmm. sometimes both <laughs> so, alright and then that forms the what happens next right he doesn't get fucking tied down 
just, just gets right. his dick out. He just he just fucking moves on with it. He says, oh, guess what? She betrays you, Bond. Guess what? She had a fucking Algerian boyfriend. She didn't bother telling you <laughs> until after you quit your job and left everything you knew behind. Because that's what women do. They wait until the last point and they go, oh, I've got a boyfriend. Yeah, bullshit. See? See? This, this is what happens, Bond. See? He gets it. The fuck, he fucking gets it. Anyway, this is bullshit. Um, <laughs> he man, woman, haters club. I'm not a man. I'm not a woman hater. No, no, no. It's just James Bond is like with the. Um, oh God, I've forgotten what it's called now. Uh, never mind. But anyway, I under- have to edit this bit out because oh, I was. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've lost words. Anyway, I understand that that's not a not healthy, and I be I also understand that is a shit trope. The idea of a fridge, the fridging of a woman. Yeah. The, the put the killing a woman just to motivate the man. I get that that's stupid and shit, and we need to move on from that as a trope. But at the same time. That's kind of what I expect from Bond. And it's when yeah. things don't do that, I just I bristle against it a little bit because he's the archetype of the the lone man who mm. just goes from job to job and every movie is a reset. And it's just, do you know what I mean? I get yeah. the continuity has to be built in a little bit now. But like, say if, if Madeline had been in the beginning of this movie and he put her on the train and then that was it, that would have been okay. I would have been okay with that. Yeah. It's like you're picking up a bit of extra stuff. And then, yeah, I like, so they bring back the whole, the Vesper thing where he goes and visits Vesper's grave. Yeah, and I think they do a really good job of the music in this movie, actually. Yeah, like because there's a moment there where you have that little Vesper piano yeah. riff. Um, I do wish they hadn't put a photo on the on the grave. <laughs> I think that was a bit on the nose. Again, those are, that's that's for the Wendy's. That's for the people who don't remember who Vesper is. Yeah, because they're fucking idiots. Um, yeah, because they have to. Yeah, they have to remind. Oh, I was the girl from Casino Royale. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, but yeah, okay. The, other, the we need the to one thing that I elephants. found that was really on the nose yeah. was the the business card, the Spectre business card that was left at the grave. Oh yeah, fucking hell. It's, yeah, yeah, that was a bit much for me. Like, but even that, like, they could have just got if they hadn't had that because the whole point of that is that there's a bit of a bait and switch where you think that it was Madeline who betrayed him and it turns out it was Blofeld. Yeah, and it's like the Blofeld thing makes perfect sense. It's like, of course he would rib a, rig a trap there at Vesper's grave because that he knew Bond would go there one day yeah like yeah of course he would that makes perfect yeah. sense that he would have that set up ahead of time like yeah okay fine um, the Blofeld scene was a bit weird um, and yeah and again I wish I hadn't seen it because they do all this build up about I've got to get into Belmarsh I've got to get into Belmarsh you've got to get into Belmarsh but I've seen the scene with Blofeld in, in a little cage and Bond stood there in his suit with mm. I've seen that in the trailers I know Christoph Waltz is in it yeah I know that's that confrontation is going to happen. So all the build up to it is just flat. Yeah, I know it's coming. So, um, but and that's it, the thing. I, I'm genuinely like, I feel the same way. Mm. Like there was a lot of it that I saw, and I was like, oh, this is this bit now. Yeah, but it was where it finished. Oh yeah, if well, you know what I mean. Where they all finished, like yeah. especially that one. Yeah, I think that. Well, that I was one, like, the way as that... soon as I saw, yeah, him. With Madeline, I was like, he's dead. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, so the, the Blofeld bit, and I think that, that was the other callback to live, uh, uh, You Only Live Twice. Yeah. Because in You Only Live Twice, Bond finds Blofeld and strangles him to death while screaming, die, Blofeld, die. Really? So it does feel a little bit out of place, that line in this. It's like, That's what... Yeah, it rubbed you up the wrong way, but there's a reason for it. It's a callback. It's, yeah. it's a reference to the books, and it doesn't really work, but I get it. I get yeah. why they did it. Um, but yeah, that's what's interesting. So again, now we can talk about the yeah post spoilers stuff. The thing with you only live twice is that it was kind of Ian Fleming's final Bond book, right? But not really. 
because what they did was basically they had him and it was like an ambiguous ending where you think Bond might have died. Yeah. And he goes on this suicide mission to kill the Reichenbach falls. Yeah, pretty much. It was well, exactly that actually. Like he killed him off, but then the publishers made him bring him back for yeah. the man with the golden gun. I think was the next one. And yeah. Then a couple, and then Octopus Sea and the Living Daylights, like the, the some of the short stories. But the last like proper Bond novel was You Only Live Twice, and okay. the idea was that it was a sequel to On a Magic Secret Service. Bond's just out for revenge. He's going to kill Blofeld because Blofeld killed his wife. Yeah. And that's it. And it's like the final mission, and he goes to this poison island, which we, they have in this movie. And he kills him, and then it's just it, the way they write it is that like he, he kills him, and then he just gets out there in the nick of time, or does he sort of thing, and that's it. Yeah. And then they pick it up, like, and they he found a way to write around it that he survived somehow. Okay. And he turns up again in. Which is what they're gonna do? Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not, Tom. It's not what. No, it's not. There's no way. They're like, oh, it's, it's once it's in the blood, you know, you can't do it. It's once it's in the blood. By the way, James. Here's some more smart blood. Shove that in there and make a big scene about that. And then, oh, he's going to blow up. And then he's going to blow him up. But they're just going to bring him back at some point. Of course they are. I really don't think they are, man. I don't know if it'll be Craig, but they'll bring in Bond back. Like, oh, they're bringing Bond back, but they're not bringing Daniel Craig. They're not, no, no. I would, I would, yeah. Well, I do like, you think they're going to like clone him or something? No, like they're definitely bringing James Bond back. Oh well, yeah, as from this, and they'll be like, "Oh, he just looks a bit different now because he's had surgery." Absolutely not. I reckon that's what they're not doing. in a million years. Is that going to yeah. happen? They're going to do a complete reboot. They're doing a complete. I'm telling you now, they're going to do a complete reboot. Yeah. I reckon they might even go so far as to make it a period piece and set it in the sixties. Maybe. I, I don't know. I like. I don't know. Like, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to speculate on this another time because this could be a whole other conversation. Because yeah. I mean, there's, but, there's two. Yeah, yeah. Go on. There's, so the two big things. Yeah, there's two big things we still haven't mentioned. So the first one is that they reveal that in this five-year time jump, that uh, Madeline has had a child. Yeah. And although she begins, for some reason, at the very beginning of it, she says, "This is not yours." Mm-hmm. It becomes very clear, very apparent, very early on that it is Bond's child, yeah. and Bond has a daughter. Nope. No. Nope. Strong. No, absolutely not. Bond and kids. Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Fucking nope. He okay. doesn't have kids. He does not have kids because then he's tied down to shit, and you don't get tied down to shit if you're James Bond because you've got to fucking go out there and fucking save the world. Yeah. It's just it, I and then again now I bristled against it, but now knowing where it's gone and what happens at the end, I get it. Yeah. But that didn't stop the fact that like there were moments like there's a particular scene where the bad guy Safin has the daughter and is threatening Bond with it, and there's a moment where Bond is literally just like begging up, like saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and like getting his head down on the floor and I'm just like This is the saddest thing I've ever seen. This is just this is heartbreaking. This is just this is what happens when you have kids. They take all your power from you, <laughs> and you become a fucking pussy. But do- he wasn't doing that because he did that so he could pull pull the wolf out. Whatever, still got away, didn't he? Like, yeah, but still, like he pulled the wolf out. He did. He got his dick out and he killed the baddies. Eventually, and like really, no, because he shot like three guards in half a second, and then Savin, Safin, yeah, went through a trapdoor. Went through a trapdoor. It's just this, this, 
the, I will never get over the image of Bond just simpering in front of this little dweeb because he has a kid. Because that's what <laughs> happens when you get a kid. They just have that power over you. Then they've got you. They've got your dick in a fucking vice for the rest of your life until they're. You it's know, your heart, mate. It's not your dick. Whatever. <laughs> they've, they've got you. They've got. That's it. Like if the bad guy's got your kid. Fucking <laughs> game over, mate. You're you're because you've created this weakness in yourself by creating this little mini version that someone can use to manipulate you. What's the fucking... Why would you do that, idiot? The anyway, more you have, the weaker you are. Exactly. They just take your life force and your money. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I thought, yeah, it's fucking... Like, and that's just like, nope, don't like this. Do not like this at all. No, no. He's telling... One minute. He's telling M off. That's wrong. He's fucking having kids. That's fucking wrong. Like, everything everything about this is wrong. He's like... he Like, everything is... Like, he has quips about things like he's not taking anything seriously anymore. Like, when, like, they find out that... What is it with your father and, and little secret rooms stuff like that stop making a joke out of everything like when, when um he makes bond makes jokes out of everything i know he does but it's just the fact that like it's the situation he never makes fun of like he never makes light of like so like tomorrow never dies or like the the brosnan movies mm. when he's there killing all the you know all the rest of it he's not like he still takes the threat seriously do you know what I mean? he's still there like we've got to stop this from happening because otherwise world war three is going to happen and he yeah. takes that one thing i would suggest Talk to like this is this is a prime example for me. My dad, my dad was the director of a business for as long as I was aware yeah. of my whole life, pretty much up until five years ago. Yeah. My dad, before he retired, was a very serious man. Yeah. He was very serious. He was a workaholic. He spent his whole... It was all about work. Yeah. You know, like, he would get up and, like, everything was structured around work. My dad, five years later, is retired. My dad used to be up at about 6.30 every day. He would get up, make a cup of tea. He would watch the news, just needed to know what was on in the world, get breakfast. He would wake all of us up, despite the fact that, at, for a large part of it, we were in our 30s and 20s and... <laughs> and, and, and he would still do the same thing because that's what he did. He got up, he sorted out the world. He needed to do his own thing. Now he's retired. He doesn't get up until half past ten. Yeah. He gets up, puts his slippers on, comes downstairs, does yeah. kind of gets up when he wants, might watch a bit of Netflix in bed, and you're yeah. like, what's going on? He's I like, get, nah, I don't know, I'm just retired now. I get that, but like when I go into a Bond movie, I don't want to see retired Bond. I want to see no. Bond. Do you know what I mean? But so at like, some point, yeah, the natural it. progression yeah, of what we're going to have, I get it. we're going to get there. You can't just make 25 movies and they're all the same movie over and no. over again. I get that. I get it. I totally get it. But I just... What's, my, what? my knee-jerk reaction is like, this isn't what I wanted to see. No. I wanted to see Bond be Bond. Like, but where where's the difference here? Like, this is sort of... So pulling slightly out of it. Where's the difference here between The Last Jedi... That's a really good point, And that's something I've been the thinking The Last about. Jedi and No Time to I Die. I think the thing is, with Bond, it's because it's a mo- it's a character that has been around a hell of a lot longer than, than Luke Skywalker. And it's something whereby it has been reinvented that many times and it's like the character is bigger than the actor who plays him mm-hmm. and it's been reinvented that many times but there are certain things like him as a character doesn't he's like a monolith mm. there are certain like he shifts and changes and in the Craig films we talked about how we've seen him develop and all the rest of it but there are certain just you know tenants to it that you do not break and the biggest one with this is just and we're still dancing around it we haven't talked about it they kill him mm. they kill James Bond in this movie and I that just feels so wrong. 
It just, I, I, and I totally get why they did it. But the end of a Bond movie is meant to make you feel like it's you, you know, the the, mu- the the music kicks in and you yeah. and you walk out with a big smile on your face. Yeah. And that has been the case. Different actors have played it. It's come and gone. There've been good ones. There's been bad ones. But they always end in that kind of triumphant. We've all had yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah. And we're off. And this just, with the exception of, there's a couple where there are slightly downer endings, and the biggest one being Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. But this is just so final. Like, even the Honor Majesty's Secret Service is like, well, yeah, this has happened, but they'll come back, and he'll come back for revenge or whatever. And it's like, oh, what's going to happen next? And, like, the character lives on. No matter what, the character lives on. Yeah. Even if there's the, there's the actors getting replaced, the character always lives on. Yeah. And it's just, and now it's just like. But remember what we saw at the end of the credits? I know. 007 will ret- or James Bond will return, and they're gonna, they are inevitably gonna reboot it. How would you feel if they rebooted the entire? I didn't need to. I if, ex- if it, and I mean like go back. So what was the first James? Was it Doctor No? Doctor No, yeah. So if they did Doctor No, what with, you mean a remake of Doctor No? Like they remake Doctor No, <sighs> that like a little bit more book accurate. Yeah. And like period piece, so set in the sixties. Sixties. Maybe, maybe that is the way to go at this point. I don't know. I feel like whatever they like, I, I think there's one of two ways they can go, one of two th- things they can do, and then potentially they could do both. Mm. And that is they could go down the route of making 007 movies with Lashana Lynch, yeah, with the same with Ralph Fiennes and Money Penny and all the, all those guys back. Um, I feel like potentially that could be an Amazon series. Yeah. Now that Amazon own MGM, I think that could be the route they go down with that. Yeah. Um. And then the other route is a complete reboot, a complete yeah. reset. And it either goes, yeah, you can either do it in modern day and just do a new, like you have done before with Pierce Brosnan or whatever, and just go, right, here's the new Bond. He's played by Richard Madden, mm-hmm. for argument's sake. And he's got a new M and he's got a new Money Petty and it's all just wipe the slate clean, start again. Or, yeah, you could do the period piece thing where you go, right, well, let's start making Bond movies and then we yeah. don't have to keep up with what's going on in the world necessarily, but we can yeah. have it be a throwback to the 60s and have everyone, like like the man from Uncle mm-hmm. with Henry Cavill. Get Henry Cavill in. It's fucking, yeah. Um, there's so many different ways they could do it, but like, I don't think, I don't think they're going to do whatever you're thinking they're going to do with the blood. Like, <laughs> I really fucking hope not anyway. That's the thing for like, yeah. It felt a bit like I know it's the tracking thing, and they were using and like they were like, "Oh, here's the Q tracker, and this means that we can follow you through. We can trace the base and do this, isn't this?" Like it all felt, yeah, but, like, yeah. but that... it all felt like it was again because there was so much foreshadowing in this film. Yeah, that felt like foreshadowing to me. Yeah, I feel like it's okay. But then what I noticed at the end with that is that they just, again, it was just another way of them being definitive about it. In that they showed on the back on the screen behind you, you yeah, could see flatlining. You could see, yeah, um, the yeah, Sharna Lynch's character, her yeah. vitals are still going. Bonds are flat because he's dead. They yeah. killed him. They fucking killed James Bond, man. I don't... Yeah. I don't... It's crazy. So, I mean, the scenario that we end up with is that Safin infects him with this vial that he's had on him, which has got um, Madeline's blood in it. Yeah. And what that means is that Madeline and anyone who has Madeline's DNA will be will die instantly the minute Bond touches them. But then on top of that, there's the whole element of he has to kick, get the um, the doors open. The um, yeah. So the do- the 
the missile silo doors have to be open for this missile strike to work and to wipe out this virus, right? Is that right? So, uh, basically, to be able to blow up the base and destroy all... Because they've got all these, like, thousands of Um, DNA samples. Yeah. They've gone through all... I don't know, like, me, you, me, 23, or whatever it's called. 23 and me. All of those things, which are which is a real thing. Yeah, and that, go, you know, there are government data. There DNA are government data. databases. Any of those DNA tests where you're like, oh, what's my ancestry? Yeah, that's now on a record. Yeah. So anytime you do that, you're now on a central record of your DNA. So and it allows people to a it's good in some senses because it allows you to map the human genome. But if it falls into the wrong hands, yada yada yada. yada. So they've got all these tens of thousands of samples there. Hmm. And you're like, oh shit, this is really bad. And they're making, they're manufacturing not just this, not just Heracles, mm. but um, they're mass producing like poisons on a like an industrial level there. Mm. So it's like they are creating weapons of mass destruction. In yeah. there. So it's like presumably like but sarin they, and covids yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That's why it's sort of rung a bit more effective because you're like, oh maybe. Like in the Bondiverse, like COVID nineteen was created by somebody like Savin or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, and like they talk about the the weapon becomes people, like and yeah. that is how you spread things. And it's like that's yeah, fuck. They, like, yeah, they had no idea how prescient that was going to be. No, when they made this, um, but like so, my understanding of the because there's a whole sequence towards the back end where, yeah, he's running and he has to. So it, there aren't because it's a missile silo that they're being protected in and kept in. Yeah. And he has to make sure the doors are open, otherwise the missile strike that's coming won't destroy yeah, them. Because, right. you know, it's a missile silo, and what you don't want to do is you'd store the missiles there, yeah. but if they do blow up there... You don't want it to destroy everything. It's not going to destroy everything, yeah. so you protect it. So they're like, if they hit those doors, they're going to explode there and not the base. Yeah, and they, they won't actually blow up any... They'll be, they, everything will be protected underneath. Yeah, exactly. Right. It'll be essentially, like, in this, in this vault. Yeah. So... So he has to do that. Yeah. And. Yeah. So he gets into this, this situation where he has to keep the doors open. And then on top of that, they then have the confrontation with Saffron where he gets poisoned with this thing that specifically means he can't be with those people again. Yeah. And in my mind, what I would have loved to have seen is bond. Yes, it's a tragedy. And yes, you can't be with that particular woman and that particular child. But it doesn't mean you can't be with another woman and make another child, right? <laughs> so just get in a fucking boat and get the fuck out of there, mate. But instead he decides, no, I'm too sad. I can't be with the per- these specific people that I'm with from these two movies. And therefore, I'm just going to let myself blow up. Fucking pussy. Look, he'd been shot. Yeah, I know. He probably wouldn't have made it anyway. I know, but it's, <laughs> but, but Bond ne- getting out against in, impossible odds and like and then he just tire, needed the a skin- union flag parachute exactly by the skin of his teeth and there's no way he should have survived but somehow he did is what we've come to expect. He That's should what have Bond is. windsurfed on a tidal wave. <sighs> you know what I mean, though. It's just no, it, I do know what yeah. you mean, but it's it's like it's uh, it, you nailed it earlier when you said that Bond has grown up. Bond's grown up, and I don't like it. Yeah. That's what I'm kicking against. Uh, he was a lot. He was. He's meant to. That's the thing. He's meant to be eternal, and in the, in the way that yeah, he get the mant. The mantle gets passed from actor to actor, but there is something he is a monolith of British and just pop culture. There is mm. Bond. There is always Bond. Yeah. And he just and he goes from mission to mission. And at the end of the mission, he drives off into the sunset with a girl, and then I've seen. But James Bond will return in whatever. 
Yeah. And that's it. And you know, even if they do have to recast or whatever, you know, yeah, he will return and he will come back and there'll be a different yeah. version of it and there'll always be James Are Bond. You, do you think part of what you've got going here is that you're mourning Daniel Craig's moving on from Bond? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, I think. Yeah. But also just like I would have preferred for me, I could have accepted him moving on from Bond, even if it had been like the end of Spectre for me would have been a better ending. Hmm. Well, not better, but maybe this will be like as I grow to accept it, I'll probably will come to appreciate that this is a great ending. Yeah, but for me, like I would have loved it if it was like yeah, and then he dro- he beat Bel- Blofeld, he handed in his gun, he's killed all the bad guys, and he drives off into the sunset in the DB5 with the girl on his arm. Yeah, perfect, beautiful ending. But then they did this, and I was like, oh, you bastards, you <laughs> absolute bastards. <laughs> Um, so yeah I don't know I, I, I really I think the main thing is I really applaud the fucking balls that they've got to do it yeah my, I mean, Absol- my, and that's again I think that's one of the things I like about it so my, much yeah, my, I mean, is that it's not it's not just kowtowing to no. certain things it's oh, not just no. going oh he's Bond and he's gonna punch a woman in the face and spit in her mouth I don't want and call to... her a whore. I don't, that's not and then I... he's going to shag her afterwards that's not and she's going to fall in love with him. No, 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 but what I'm saying is like, like that's that's like, that's like the sort of bond that we had 50 years ago and we've got a different bond now Yeah, and it just felt like a natural progression to recognise that at some point yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're, the albatross has got a land. Yeah, I know. I get it. I, I get that, yeah, he has to grow and it's not normal for someone to stay there. And it's the same, I had the exact same argument with Luke Skywalker. Everyone was like, well, well he's not Luke Skywalker that he was in Return of the Jedi. I'm like, well, of course he isn't. No, it was 30 years ago. Yeah, people change. And that's exactly what's happened with Bond. But I just, because of the nature of what the character is, and like I said, the fact that he's been played by different actors and all yeah. the rest of it, it felt like he was one of those things that would never change. Yeah. You could always rely on. But, and that hasn't happened that's not what they've done here mm. they, they've drastically changed who the character is and then capped it off by killing him and that's just yeah. like fucking like... yeah but do you do you not think that that's if if I think it's better this way yeah I think if they'd have gone this is Bond now he's got married he's got a kid they're gonna go off and live in Norway yeah and then they're like and then, and then it does like the circle yeah. fade to black, and then we have all the time in the world plays, and you're like, "Ah, oh, that was nice." Doing this is a little bit more honorific to Bond, and being like, yeah. "Bond was about to have that," and the tragedy of that is that he still couldn't. Yeah, but he's gone out in a Bond way. Yeah, he didn't get go. He didn't go out like a bitch and get shot in the leg and catch on fire because he sat next to a, a, a heater you know he didn't fucking accidentally poison himself yeah he didn't do you know it didn't do anything stupid or yeah. noble or sacrifice himself he just realized he just was like sometimes you, you sometimes your ticket's being punched yeah before you're ready yeah and, and the yeah. less that you know you just got to say a few words to those people before you go. That's too grown up. I don't like it. Exactly. <laughs> and I think I think that's where the division's going to be with a lot of people. I yeah. think. Oh, people like, are going to be pissed, man. Yeah. People are going to be. Pissed. I think it's th- fine because they'll be like, "There's some some more time to die or come out in three years," and what it'll do is it'll completely 
rewrite based on the expectations of all the things that the people got upset about with this one. <laughs> and they'll no, call they it won't. some more time to die. And that'll piss off everyone. No. And then they won't make another James Bond film for ages, but they'll make some really great TV shows. No, that's, yeah, okay. I, I think we know what we're talking about here, but like... Don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I, I genuinely think this is going to be such a massive, like, division with people. People are going to get, like... Because mm. even though I've, and I've talked about this already, and then Joe, if you're listening, um, shout out to my brother Joe. There are things happening in the UK at the moment where it's like become, it's this celebration. Everyone's coming out of hiding after the year that we've had yeah. to come and watch the Bond movie. My mum wants to go and see it. My dad wants to go see it. And it's this... Everyone's expecting, oh, I can't wait to go see the new Bond movie. Yay! And it's this nice... And then this happens. And it's just going to fucking floor people. They're going to, I can't, and they're going to turn on it and they're going to hate this. And my worry is that they're going to like end up retroactively hating Daniel Craig because it will be, he's the bond where they killed him. That's what, yeah. be, that's what he could end up being remembered as. Is that- I mean, he's always going to have that legacy because it's like you were saying the other day, like he had that legacy at the start. Everybody was attacking him because yeah. he was blonde. He was, you know, he, what was it? People were saying he looked like a Polish plumber. He, that was one of, he your, had to, one of your mates said that. Was one of my mates said that. <laughs> or somebody's mate. Yeah, anyway. He was wearing a life jacket. The suit didn't fit him. He looked a bit cross in a press conference. And, oh, he, he cries. And Bond doesn't cry. And well, why is it in black and white? Oh, no, why is he just getting his double O license? Oh, well, why has he got not the right? Yeah. The problem is, is that Daniel Craig's, Daniel Craig's legacy is going to be so affected by what the crybabies on the internet have got to say mm. that what they've done is they've gone, cool, have your opinion, shut the fuck up, we're making what we're making. Yeah. And, and they've I, done it, and yeah. they've drawn a line under it and gone, there you go. Mate, I, I like, regardless of my personal feelings towards it, and I get that they're personal, and they're like, I've got a lot of my own, as, as you've probably heard in this, I've got a lot of my own <laughs> baggage and neuroses about my own life that I'm bringing into this, which I probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, I, I really fucking appreciate the balls that they've had for doing it. And I, I, I love, like, and it really gives me faith in the people like Barbara Rockley and, and yeah. those guys, because, I mean, going back and watching some of the stuff that's been coming out recently, like, there's the story that Barbara Rockley told about the line from um, Skyfall where like Bond implies that he's been with a man before yeah. when Silver's coming on to him. And like the studio executives like begged her to take that line out. She was yeah. like, absolutely not. We're keeping it. It's yeah. important. And then sure enough, during the premiere, it got a massive reaction and a laugh from the crowd. She turned to that executive and went, see? And it's like, right, that I just hope that they're able to keep... Because again, and then it's stuff like that and then making films like this mm-hmm. that makes me feel like, okay, yeah, they've got the fucking balls to do shit like this because I, I imagine there must have been studio executives and stuff who would have been fucking furious at this idea the idea that they're going to do this they're going to kill James Bond they must have been like I, imagine, I can imagine people getting locked out of the editing suite do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. it's just like fuck I can't believe you did that and fair play Much yeah as, absolutely regardless like, of my own personal feelings around it fucking fair play like Jesus Christ and that's what I liked about this so yeah. much because I keep like I keep saying to you like do something different. Like yeah. Hollywood do something different. And the fact that they've done something yeah. here yeah. and they've gone to show that he's not this one dimensional character. No. That he's not just a dick in a gun. But he should be a dick in a gun. <laughs> but yeah, he is a dick in a gun. And we've seen him be a dick in a gun. For 50 years, 60 for years. 60 years. Yeah, I get and it. for 24 films, 25 yeah. films. So you can't, I get the, I, I completely understand, but it's just, it's. And we've seen yeah. that those those small changes have been made over time. 
Yeah. You know, and it wasn't right at the time with his Maj- on a Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, and same with but, like with the Dalton films. They were before their time. Yeah. They were much closer to the books. They were darker. They were much more violent. Um, and people rejected- it was about a heroin dealer. Yeah, and they and people rejected them and rejected Tim um, Timothy Dalton. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not that there aren't peaks of trust, but it's just there's a certain. Yeah. It's, I think it's the ending. It's the it fact is- that there's always meant he's always meant to go on. Yeah. They've underlined it at this point. Yeah, and it, it is a beautiful ending. It is beautiful. It's the way they do it. So he has this moment where he's talking to Madeline over the over the thing, and he's and he gets to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, and then the, these bombs hit. I just remember I was in the cinema. You saw me. I just went. Yeah. Like just, I, I couldn't believe what was happening. And they have these the moment back at MI6 where they all say goodbye to him. And there's this beautiful little scene with Madeline driving driving the DB seven, seven um, and talking to the daughter. And it's you know I want to tell you about a man. His name was Bond, James Bond. We have all the time in the world. I was yeah. like, that is lovely. That is really cool. And I think in t- in time, once I'm over my knee-jerk visceral yeah. reaction to it I'm really going to come to appreciate this movie um, but it's fucking emotional man. yeah I mean, and that's the thing there's going to be a uh, well as you as we've seen you know, there's a fairly significant reaction to it but that's not to say that it's wrong it's no, just how no, you're yeah. processing you are you are literally processing the grief of losing, losing a beloved character kind of yeah. someone that's been so such a touch point to your entry into pop culture throughout your entire life yeah um, and the, yeah, it's like there's in the books they never killed him. In every bit of media, the idea of killing James Bond has never mm. crossed. The, do you know what I mean? The idea of is just he is this larger than life fictional character that just does not die. He just doesn't. He just goes mm. on, and he doesn't. And the same with the having children as well. That is just not something that happens because that is a a fundamental thing that changes who a person is once yeah. they have children. Much as we do, I take the piss, I get that, and it's just like. To do that is just like I, I want. Like, I sit here thinking, like, what would Ian Fleming think of this? Because mm. like Bond was created by Ian Fleming to sort of get out of his system that bachelor lifestyle that he wished that he could have had. Still, he, yeah. he did it when he he wrote Casino Royale when he was on the verge of getting married. Yeah, and that was like the the thing that he was like he was um, vicariously living through Bond in that way. Yeah, and so that's kind of what the the the, the thesis of him has always been. And he's just, he's eternal. He's like Sherlock Holmes. He's a thing that's just always there. Mm-hmm. And now they've, they've made a story where they kill him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was the right, was it the right story? Was it the best way they could have done it? I don't know. I think so. I was like, yeah, I don't know. Should he gone out, should he gone out in a blaze of glory? He did. Like, well, but like, I mean, literally like, do you know what I mean? Like fighting off a thousand men, like, okay. But then he would, but then he would have, <laughs> then he would have lost. He, well, he, he won. Lose. Well, he did. Yeah, yeah, true. He saved the day and he won. The only person he couldn't save was himself. And he did save himself by not killing Madeline. Yeah? Mm. I feel like that's what he should He should have just killed her and then found out she was pregnant afterwards. It's like a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And then that drives him on for five more movies. Yeah, and he's got ten more movies of just being miserable being and stabbing people. Being an absolute badass and shagging whoever he needs to shag to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's fucking James Bond. That's fine. It? You'll get that. You'll get that again. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what it is as well. When there's when there's a new one, and inevitably there will be one way or another, the James Bond will yeah, return. Yeah. It'll be that, easier to look more favorably on yeah, it. Yeah, that will. That's when you'll go. What a fucking epic five movie saga this is now. Yeah. When you look back at it in its entirety, and it sits on its. It's like the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, it's a beginning and middle and an end, and it's perfect. And the character lives on because then you got Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson playing Batman. Yeah. But I feel like that just feels like a long way away right now. Yeah. And I just, it's hard to accept that this is going to be it for a long time. And he's just, he's just gone. Just the fucking to be it. fair, you know, they did say the other day that they, they, they weren't going to start looking for a new Next bond yeah. until 2022, mm. which is three months. I better get out of the gym. <laughs> Like when you start training for Spider Man. Yeah, when when they when <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot you. I forgot you knew about that. I forgot you. You forgot. Also, you did put it out on Facebook. Did I fucking hell? God, I was an embarrassing, cunt, wasn't I? Right. <laughs> anyway, right. Thank you for listening to this, guys, and thank you for being here for me at this difficult time. Um, we. We'll be back. Uh, I think we're probably going to take a uh, couple of weeks off now, potentially, yeah. um, because we've got a lot going on. Um, and I need time to process my grief. I need to go and watch No Time to Die at least one more time, maybe twice, just to try and get my head around it. Um, and then we will be back for things like uh, there's lots of stuff coming out towards the back end of this month, like Dune, um, or is it June? June. Um, and the new Edgar Wright movie as well, which we really yeah. want to see. Um, so, and then, yeah, there's a lot coming out. There's we've got a lot of horror. Out. We've got some, we've got Halloween. So Halloween we've got spooky kills. season coming up. We've got a bunch of the new Netflix content that's got coming up. But I do think, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, we're probably going to have a slight break. That's right. that's right. We've churned out three in the last week. We're going to have a slight break. Uh, I've got, um, I've got a sport to do mm. and then a holiday to yeah. do. I've got a work to do. You've got to work to do and then a holiday to do. Yeah, well, what I do is I get the job done and then I move on to the next place and wait for the next job to come up. And I yeah. get my, my briefing from M and get on with it. Yeah. I don't get tied down. Yeah. Because the job is the most important thing. Sure. <laughs> for, the purpose, for the purpose of the readers, he's staring very intensely. Chewed his own lip off. God. Anyway, I think that wraps it up for this week. We'll see you. Nothing makes sense anymore. We'll see you in a few more weeks. Thanks for listening. You can find us on all the socials at the Omcast, and you can also email us at theomcastpod at gmail dot com, which we'll probably look at at some point and might come back to you or have a chat about on here. So let us know your thoughts about Jamez Bond and we will be back. We will return. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't even flirt with Money Penny. She was just there. This is bollocks. Right, I'm, I'll see you later. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> see you on the next one. Bye. Just keeping the British end up, sir. Keeping the British end up, sir. Uh, only fuck doctors sometimes, and I'm not very good at pulling out. You but, need a you need a clean bill of health. But, Here's this attractive blonde. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's it's fine. I've been, I've been around so many radioactive things, bombs, nukes, 
submarines, facilities. I am aggressively sterile. Well, so we thought, but... <laughs> fuck it, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they fucking... Oh, God. It's, right. my wor- it's my worst fears. Anyway, it's my worst fears come to life, Tom. <laughs> but then I don't know if that's me projecting my own issues. On That's what, that's what we've got to work through here, is that yeah. it's like, I feel like I'm having a bit of a Last Jedi moment, where it's like... I'm angry, or not angry, I'm upset because it's not what I wanted. But that's not necessarily to say it's bad. It's just not what I yeah. wanted. I need to try and rationalise that. So you help me. Anyway, yeah. let's, let's get into it. <laughs>